We're gonna add that I, one to I, the top a, ten class. Clap. Dude, I have noticed, like, and I'm not kidding. And those of you in video land as well can notice this too. This is about the uh, high fives. Oh, well, that too. That like ever since you talk, that's been clutch. Like I've been. I don't like, know how many high fives you're giving. It seems like a lot of high, you're giving a lot of high fives. These I days. am. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I guess that's a good thing. It works. But uh, my claps have just been like on point. Like really, I. Like, You've been practicing. It? I don't know. It's just my claps have gotten louder, and I don't know why. I think maybe okay. it's like the palm well, of my hand. Yes, like, when you hit you... the palm of your hand, it's a little bit more louder clap. But yeah, if you if you're going up top. Like, that's not doing anything. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know. Like, I haven't noticed how loud my claps are before. Okay. And then, like, I'll clap my hands, and I'll be like, wow. That's a very odd uh, revelation. I know, right? It's like. (laughs) Man, you just, like, clap on it. Man, my claps are getting really loud. Wow, what a solid clap. Mom, listen to this. (laughs) Tell me that was so loud, right? (laughs) What if I, that that, that would be a weird interaction. Mom, (laughs) check out these claps. (laughs) Just start going out to people. Tell me, do you think this clap sounds? loud <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my friend us- said it was a top 10 la- top 10 clap. yeah let us know in the comments was that a top 10 clap yeah, yeah let us know we want to know give us your top 10 claps yeah let, let us know guys but, yeah and i don't know what what is what is relevant these days what's relevant these days we had what we were talking about before the podcast just a bunch of old old guys Bunch of, <laughs> bunch of, bunch of out of out of style, out of date guys. Sometimes I feel old. I mean, I've so I've stayed off of like uh, TikTok. Okay. I mean, I, I I jump on every once in a while if someone sends me a funny TikTok. I've delete I've delete I deleted mine. I yeah. deleted the app because it was just it was taking too much time. Yeah, but like, so I'm not I'm not on TikTok. And I really haven't been. And so when people start talking about TikToks, I start feeling like. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about, and for some reason, I love that. I think I may have already talked about this on this podcast, but oh, I just, like, I love not being uh, up with the times. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know why. I just enjoy just, it. Just love I enjoy being an old man, I guess. Sitting on the rocker of your front porch. Just yelling just, at these yeah. darn kids. <laughs> yeah. What are the kids up to these days? Dumb and their crazy music. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's, that, that's really great. I'm, I'm glad to yeah, hear that. Yeah, I love it. But what's also relevant is football. Yep. Football is back. Football is back. It's been back for been back for a while now but hey we're we're loving it i know not too long ago we had our fantasy football draft here in the office yes so i don't know if you guys play fantasy football or not but it is it's my favorite one of my favorite times of the year yeah it's it's pretty good it's a lot of excitement it's like if you're big on like stats and like numbers and like i'm not a big numbers guy in general but i like football numbers yeah exactly it's like yeah i i don't care about statistics until it has to do with sports what like (laughs) once once sports are involved my math just gets that much better it's like finances it's not there it's i don't know i don't know what it is but it's yeah it's like the weirdest thing but yeah so we had our fantasy football draft and i don't know i i'm not feeling that confident on my team okay to be honest but then again i never am yeah that, that's just how it goes. That's it just part of the ups and downs of fantasy football. Yeah. But um, another thing that's relevant is what is the word of the day? Oh, what is the word of the day? So, so Austin number two is going to help us out yes. today. Austin number two has been graciously gifting us with his presence and his video editing skills. So yep. thank you, Austin number two. Everyone, everyone, <laughs> clap for Austin number two. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to pull. I'm going to pull an Andy here. Austin number two, wave at the camera. There it is. <laughs> Love that. He, he just waved at the camera. It was great. But uh, okay, Austin, number two. What is the word of the day? The word of the day is paradiddle. I'm sorry? Paradiddle. Paradiddle? That is paradiddle. the word. Of... Paradiddle. Paradiddle. Definition. 
Okay, yeah. So, a petty lie. A petty lie. Okay. okay. One of the... Oh, wait, no, that's a... Oh, but it's a, It's also a musical term. Whoa. Yeah. It, it could also be the one of the basic patterns or rudiments of drumming, consisting of four even strokes played in the order of left, right, left, left. Well, that's, right, a right, right, right. that's a paradiddle. That's a paradiddle. Or a petty lie. A petty lie. Oh, teradiddle. Oh, what? okay. That's that makes much more okay. sense. Okay, I think I totally thought you said paradiddle. Yeah, I thought he said paradiddle too. Okay, teradiddle. Let's see. Yeah, petty lie, pretentious nonsense. Pretentious I nonsense. I love it. Okay. Teradiddle. So if if one of us starts rambling, we can just easily go. That's a bunch of teradiddle. Yeah, right that's there. a bunch of teradiddle. All right, let's get back to the topic <laughs> at hand. I love that. That's great. Wow. <laughs> good good word of the day. Good word of the day. Good segue into our episode. So let's go ahead and jump in. Well, today we're talking about the relevance of something very important. And because of it, I brought my handy dandy Bible out Whoa, here. So we broke it out. I broke out the Bible. It's one of my favorite books. It's, it's big time. <laughs> if Austin's breaking out the Bible here and yeah, figuring it you out, know. you are in for an episode. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I, I just I'm not confident enough to quote it off the dome. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> usually we've gone over this before, but usually I can like start like talking about oh, there's a Bible verse that includes this and this. I can't think of where is that. And Austin just boom, it's right on top of it. It's it's not me really. <laughs> um, no, I just I I've grown up because I've grown up in church. I just it's kind of like I I just know where everything is. Which again, like I have that's one of the things I have to guard against because it's like okay, I have to really just pray like when i read scripture i have to pray and just be like god show me something new and you know what he always does yeah and that's the beauty of scripture and that's kind of what we're talking about the beauty of scripture today because there is a relevant discussion out there that i don't know that the old testament is i guess not as applicable or not as pertinent to us as new testament believers as people who have come after who have lived after the time of christ and I think that's a really interesting discussion. Yeah, and it's I think it's incorporated in a lot of like um, cultural discussions. Too, yeah, because um, I, I think there's a lot of people out there right now who think we can kind of just pick and choose yeah. what we want to believe. So there's like some stuff in the Old Testament where it's like, ah, uh, I don't like that, so I'm gonna choose not to believe it. I'm yeah. just not. I'm just gonna kind of. It's old, you know. It was before Jesus, or it seems harsh, or yeah. it seems weird or foreign to us. So therefore, we know we just say, yeah, and and the Old Testament is not easy to read. There's some parts where it's very difficult to read. You get into like Numbers and Leviticus and yeah. Deuteronomy. It's like, oh man, I've yeah. I've tried to go through those. Yeah, it's it's tough. The the old joke is like, I'm gonna read the Bible in one year, and you start at Genesis, and it's like, great, like praise God, this is awesome. You get to the like the story of the Exodus, you're like, wow, this is incredible. Like, God, you're showing me so much. And then you get to the end of Exodus where he starts talking about laws yeah. and like rules with birds and mm-hmm. food not to All eat. Sacrifices and, yeah. And, and it's like, okay, God, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot. And when I was younger, I was very confused by this idea of the old Testament and new Testament mm-hmm. because I was like, well, did the New Testament just come out? Like, was is this a new thing? I mean, in Sunday school, is it new? like, oh, we're going to get into the New Testament. It's like, did this just happen? Did I miss this? Like, yeah. when did this, when did the Old Testament come out? Like, yeah, exactly. I was, I was like, oh, I wasn't really sure mm-hmm. on it. I didn't, I didn't know that there was two sections. Yeah, it. and I was, I was reading, and one of the, one, one of the articles I found, what it was talking about, like, the Old Testament, how it's actually misnamed. Hmm. Because it's not, yes, it's older than the New Testament, so to speak, but... It 
people can often think of something old as archaic and therefore not as good. Not relevant, right? yeah. But you read some of the Old Testament scriptures, and it is mind-blowing. And it's mind-blowing because of how applicable it is to our situations. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking of, you read the story, you read the book of Judges, and there are a lot of similarities with our society and culture today. There are a lot of things that, and it seems like some of it is crazy. Some of it is, like, the story, like, you get into the story of Samson, and you're like, wow. There's some wild stuff that happens in the Old Testament. but... That does, and, but there is also a lot of, like you said, it, like Levitical laws. I think there's about 613 mm-hmm. like laws that God gave to the children of Israel, right? Yeah, because that's the all of Scripture. It's 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 beautiful and it's written to us, but it's not written. It's written to directly to us, but at the same time, it's not written directly to us. If that makes sense. Yeah. So with those laws, because if you read it, it's a lot of like. Uh, Here's what you got to do to atone. Yeah. And it's like, and you got to do these sacrifices, otherwise you are unclean. Yeah. And so you're thinking like, what? I got to do this? Like, if if you're saying that this is still applicable to me today, mm-hmm. then why? Like, you don't see people doing sacrifices. And I, like, I love seafood. Seafood is, like, <laughs> I love lobster. I love shrimp. But technically, according to the Levitical law, that's wrong. Right? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Because it says that you can only eat things that are scaled. Hmm. And things that don't crawl on the ground. So, like, crustaceans, like lobster, shrimp, clams, oysters, like, all those, those aren't scaled. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. So, that's where people are like, okay, well, that's not relevant. And that leads to, the the pick-and-choose mentality, yeah. right? But I think it's important. I, I, I said it previously. Um, the Old Testament and New Testaments are written to us directly, but at the same time, they're not written to us directly, hmm. right? It's like reading somebody else's mail that's applicable to you. Yeah. Like, if you look, the Old Testament, like Leviticus, was written directly to the children of Israel, right? It's same thing with, like, Corinthians in the New Testament. Corinthians was written to the Corinthian believers in Corinth, the, the Greek town, yeah. Corinth. And, but that doesn't mean that it's not applicable to us and it's not written for us. Like, the Holy Spirit, when he inspired the writing, knew that we would need those words, and so he writes in an applicable way for us. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the Old Testament. Like, though Leviticus was written for the children of Israel, it's still, like, we can still bring truths and application out of it today. Yeah. And we see a lot about who God is yeah, in exactly. the Old Testament. I mean, we, you see it throughout the entire Bible. But you see, like, God's focus towards these people. And, I mean, like, we are talking earlier like in the Old Testament, it's kind of looked as if God is like this mean, hmm. angry, like yeah. God, and like you just see a lot of His wrath mm-hmm. show out. But you also see a lot of mercy and a lot of grace hmm. for the people, which is what Jesus represents: is mercy, grace, love, um, redemption. Yeah. And you see a lot of that. Like you see people like David, yeah. who he struggled throughout. Like I mean, a lot of these guys were bad guys. I mean. We're all bad. We're all not yeah. good. But a lot of these guys were like bad guys. Like I think was Moses. Was he like a murderer? Was that the thing? Yeah. And and so it's like, he, but God still gives them another chance, and He forgives them, and He brings them into like a life with Him still. Yeah. And so it's not like He's striking you down because of the like. Yeah. It, you just see a lot of God's love. Yeah. Um. I think, I think that's good because you're right. There are a lot of passages that talk about. 
it's God's character as a whole displayed, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in the New Testament. And because, like you said, a lot of people think it's like Old Testament is wrath and vengeance and anger, and New Testament is love and peace and joy. But like you said, there was a lot in the in the Old Testament that talks about like mercy. Mm-hmm. It talks about God's just ardent love, right? Yeah. And I think we are we are living in a day when. And another thing that the Old Testament shows us, I just I just thought of this, is it shows us the human condition, right? Yeah. And it shows us our need for a God to come into our lives and meet us where we are and make us whole and make us new, right? Because the Old Testament, like you said, like King David, a man after God's own heart, was a murderer, was a liar, was an adulterer, like, and, and he still called a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And so— Honestly, the Old Testament, for me, it's comforting. And it's comforting because it shows us Jesus. Like, even those Levitical laws, it doesn't—I I think you said it. Like, we've often come to come to the Old Testament reading it the wrong way. Yeah. We often like, come to it and say, what's in it for me, right? Like, what does this have to do with me? When we should be thinking, how does this reveal God to me, right? And how would my life change because— of the way God is revealed in this passage, right? Yeah. If I embodied this passage and embodied the way God is revealed in this passage, how would my life change? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, you asked that question. Oh, boy. Like, that, that changes a lot. Yeah. Especially because I do think we read it as, how does this apply to me? Even in the New Testament, we do that a lot. Yeah. It's like, it does give you good insight. Like, um, Proverbs is one of my favorite ones. It mm-hmm. gives you a lot of insight, a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Like, okay, how should I live the Christian life? But it also shows just, like, Psalms, like like you said, the human condition, the yeah. relationship. We need God. Like, David, this great king, he's going through all of these ups and downs. Right. And it's like, I f- we feel like we can relate to that. Yeah. But we also see, like, we I know we talked about Job a lot on this podcast. Yeah. And we just see, like the ups and downs, but we see how God like comes and blesses him and is yeah. with him and doesn't leave him. And that just shows you right. like how great and how loving God is, even in times of trials. Yeah. But it's not like, I'm not going through all these, we're not going through the same trials as Job. So we can't like necessarily put ourselves yeah. in those, in that exact position where we have like all sorts of stuff all over our body. That's such yeah. awfulness. Um, we are, we do go through sufferings, but God also shows like, here's who I am. I'm going to come, I'm going to be with you this entire time, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, like, if you endure and stay with me, I'll bless you. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it, well, well, let me ask you, what, I guess in the Old Testament, what speaks to you the most? Like, what book, what theme, what hmm. type of literature in the Old Testament? Uh, good question. Good question. <laughs> uh, that's tough. Uh, I just recently read through... Um, I had a friend suggest that I read through uh, Genesis. Okay. Um, that was a w- little while ago. Um, and the reason was because you just find something different hmm. that you like maybe didn't see before. Right. I think that's true a lot about the Bible. Because mm-hmm. um, like when the last time I read Genesis was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Because it's just kind of like a lot of the stories you hear in Sunday school. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's a good Sunday school book. Yeah, exactly. And a lot so, of stories. But you're seeing a lot more of like how God just like connects with the people like and you see this giant mess like it's just a mess of who people are what humans are like we fail yeah Yeah, a lot of corruption like time after time Mm -hmm. we're failing but like like i said we see who god is and we see just this mercy and like just 
wrap us up. Even though we mess up, he keeps giving people chances and keeps giving them, here's this opportunity to like live this great life, this things I have planned for you right. if you follow me. And time and time again, we fail, but he's like, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah. And that really points to like Jesus as well. Yeah, um, because that that's literally what Jesus embodied. Yeah. Right? Jesus sat with the worst of Jewish society. He sat with tax collectors and sinners. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees hated that. But Jesus still reached out to them anyway, right? And that's like that's what you see God doing in the Old Testament. That's what you see the Father God doing in the Old Testament. And we even see that I think they're called, I think the theological term for it is theophanies. Theophanies. Uh, that should have been our word it, of the day. Is it Christophanies? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's it's images of Christ, pictures of Christ in the Old Testament. Okay. And we see those pop up all over the place. Yeah. And they, yes, the Old Testament, I know I had a professor in college say it this way. The Old Testament, he drew an arrow going up, he drew the cross, and then he drew another arrow going up. And he said the Old Testament points, gosh, I get so many spam calls. I hate that. But <laughs> anyway, the Old Testament points to Jesus. Again? My goodness. Wow, popular guy over here. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm sick of it. Anyway, so the Old Testament, it points to, like, it says, hey, like, hey, there's a Messiah coming, and the Messiah is going to restore the kingdom of God, right? Because in Genesis 3, we're presented with this problem that Adam and Eve, they failed. Like, they, in their own pride, they, they, they chose their own knowledge over God's. And, but we see this beautiful foreshadowing of Jesus, like, of God saying, hey, I'm going to send a redeemer, and death is not going to win. And this Redeemer is going to restore the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And that's great. And then we see that come onto the scene in the person of Jesus in the New Testament. And we see the eventual arrow pointing forward to the restored heaven and earth, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not it. That's not all the Old Testament is good for. Yeah. There are – and I I mean you know I'm I'm a literary nerd. So there's a whole bunch of different styles. There's poetry. There's like – there's stories and narrative. There's instruction. There's – I mean, there's just just little writings, like wisdom. And to me, that speaks to the, I guess, the breadth and the depth of the Old Testament, right? Like there is so much to study and learn there that we, that we miss if we don't, if we don't like kind of dig in, if yeah. we don't, if we just disregard it. We can kind of skim through it or like kind of like only stick in the New Testament. And we yeah. do miss a lot. It, it does tell us a lot about how to live the Christian lifestyle yeah. in that. Especially you go through Proverbs. Um, like I'm not sure. I'm, but the, there's a bunch of other ones where you can just like really dive in. And it explains here's some things that you can do like to follow God. Yeah. And it's like we know and we've said it on the podcast before. But the overall theme of Scripture, the overall thread that runs through it is how do we live life with God, right? It's God breaking into our lives and choosing, though imperfect as we are, to live life with us. And that's why he gives us his Holy Spirit, right? And if we see that theme throughout all of Scripture and that thread run through every single page of the Old Testament— we see the joy that is talked about in the New Testament, right? We mm-hmm. see the life. We see that, yes, we are broken. Yes, we are fault-filled and sin-stained. Yes, we make mistakes. And sometimes we choose that. But God is faithful to redeem our mistakes if we come to him. Absolutely. I think the biggest, I think the biggest signpost of that passage is in the first chapter of Isaiah, where like 
God is talking to the children of Israel, and he's saying, if you will return to me. The children of Israel at this point have, they've just been in this downward spiral, just turning away from God. But he says, if you will return to me, if you will come to me and humble yourselves, though your sins be red as scarlet, I will make them white as snow, right? I will make all things new. And that is, to me, that is, <laughs> that is one of the most beautiful passages yeah. in the Old Testament. And, I mean, I, I told you I've studied Hebrew and Greek, and you dig into that even more, and it's just like, wow. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So th- this idea that the Old Testament isn't relevant for us today, I think is, it's absurd. Because Jesus is in the Old Testament, and Jesus even quoted the Old Testament hundreds of times. Yeah, he did. He, he preached yeah, from the Old Testament. That's the only scripture he knew. So, and, and the fact is, he said that, like, this scripture would be fulfilled. He said, somebody asked him, what's the point of the Old Testament? And he said, it can be, like, all the laws, all the Levitical laws point to this. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Each and every one of those laws given, even the law about crustaceans and tattoos and all the other stuff mentioned, it all points to that, right? And there are some law of those laws that yeah we're not gonna like that's that's not a one-to-one application for our society today Mm -hmm. like the idea of mixed fabrics that's not a one-to-one application like that does not that application does not transfer over that was written to israel like i said with it's like reading somebody else's mail yeah it's written to israel for a specific time that is tough to discern i feel like because you're like oh well which ones Mm -hmm. so how do you discern that well the neat thing and the if you've stu- if like you've studied scripture at all you, you kind of hear the word like look at the context and that's kind of like a buzzword just like if you don't really know look at the context but that's the answer here like you have to look at the surrounding passages okay. right so if a passage is talking and the beauty of english bibles is that you can look in english bibles and there's chapter headings and section headings right like in this study bible i have like section headings yeah and it you can see going throughout the bible what lines like what lines up where you can see if it's like laws specifically for sacrificial systems like we know that Jesus fulfilled the sacrificial system right. in his death on the cross so we don't have to look at the specifics and the minutiae of and the paradiddles of the <laughs> teradiddles. You almost had it. You oh, almost. Oh, I almost it. worked it in. <laughs> Looked at. We don't have to get in all these teradiddles over. Uh, <laughs> hey, that that was a good one. We don't have to get in all these teradiddles over like how to slaughter the lamb, right? No, because Jesus Christ said he himself was is the Lamb of God who was slain for on our behalf. Right. And when you look back on those, you're like, well, what's the point of reading those then? Like, what's the point? Of, if that's not going to apply, then why do I have to go through this? Or why do I have to go through, like, through the sacrifice? Well, I think the connection between uh, this sacrifice and then seeing that Jesus fulfilled that sacrifice, yes. you see how it used to be. And you're like, okay, well, now I can see literally what Jesus did for me. These people did so much to atone for their sins, so, like so many sacrifices. Um, where was I reading recently where there is like they had to do an insane amount of sacrifices? Yeah. Like it took them like months yeah. to do it. And But instead, like we have Jesus who came to us. Yeah. Um, and so I think even we've talked about like the metaphors yeah. throughout the Bible where it's talking about the sheep, the shepherd. Yeah. Um, I, I love that, like, I think it's almost Psalm 23. Yeah. Um, where it talks about the good shepherd. And then you also see 
where uh, Abraham goes to take Jacob right. right up onto the hill to sacrifice his one and only son. And he's like, he's going to sacrifice him. And then the, God's like, no, stop. Like, But he was willing. And yeah. that's what God did for us. And instead the sheep was replaced. Well, that's the sheep was Jesus or God. Or Jesus was the good shepherd. Yeah. He's also the lamb. Yeah. And we would have... All of those images, like like I said, the biblical authors and even Jesus himself uses these Old Testament images of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. They all use these images, and we as New Testament Christians would have no idea about those if we disregarded the Old exactly, Testament. Exactly, yeah. Because the Old Testament lays the foundation for everything we see in the New Testament. So Scripture builds off of Scripture, right? And the best way to find no more about God, no more about theology, is to look at what Scripture says about itself, mm-hmm. right? And that, I think, is the heart. And we can't have the New Testament and the power of the gospel without the Old Testament. Because like you said, and the sacrificial system shows this perfectly, the sacrificial system says, hey, you have to sacrifice an animal, but Jesus says, hey, I am that sacrifice. Yeah. And because of that sacrifice, you no longer need to do that. All you have to do is look to me. And that's the beauty of it. And that's why I think, and that's why I cling so closely to the Old Testament. And there are different areas that are still applicable. That, like I said, there's still that one-to-one application. And we'll get into some more of those as figuring it out goes yeah. on. Because I believe those are important. But it's important to to realize that the Old Testament isn't something to be disregarded. It isn't something to be tossed away. It's something to be embraced and cherished and and seen as equal with the New Testament. It's not that one's greater than the other. It's that both of them are God's word. Both of them God-inspired. And both of them, the Holy Spirit, still inspires us to yeah, live out today. Exactly. So so what's your favorite uh, Old Testament book? Is it Song of Solomon? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a podcast about that one. Uh, Song of Solomon really is a beautiful book, though. It, it does. It shows us not only about like what a biblical marriage and a, and a healthy biblical relationship looks like, but it does show us like our relationship with Christ. Yeah. And that's amazing. Um, so yeah, like Song of Solomon's a great <laughs> book. But I would say my favorite Old Testament book. I don't know. I recently I've been starting to think in chunks. Like okay. think of and I just I love Isaiah's prophecies. I really do. Like you read those and it is this beautiful tapestry. And even like Isaiah 55 where it is it is a direct picture of showing us Jesus. It says like, "Hey, there is going to be a Messiah that's going to come and he is going to take away the sins of the world." And that is just beautiful. And and then you get to like Isaiah 55, I think it's Four, verse 4 or 5 where he says by by his stripes we are healed hmm. by his wounds we are made whole and that to me it just every time i just read that and it's just wow yeah like, amazing so i would definitely say that and the isaiah is very it's one of those books you kind of it's a head scratch you yeah sit i don't back know and you're like <laughs> i don't know if i've read through that honestly there's a lot of stuff in the old testament where i've like yeah i didn't know that was a book to yeah be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like the smaller prophets, yeah. like Obadiah, and it's like, oh, that's the first yeah. time I think I'm hearing that name. Yeah. But <laughs> sure, I'll read through it. But yeah, I think there's there's still a lot that I need to go through. Yeah, I've yet to go through. But yeah, and like I said, it's just I love I love scripture and I love the old time and even like learning Hebrew. It just it it paints this beautiful picture that I just I see Jesus in it. 
Like, I can't not see Jesus in it, which is amazing. Yeah. But, hey, thank you guys so much for, for joining in with us today. Thank you guys so much for listening and for sharing. And we would encourage you, share this with one friend who you think might like to hear this. Maybe that friend has had questions about the Old Testament, but you can just send it to them in their DMs or Facebook Messenger or even just text them the link. But, hey, if if you really like this, uh, if you like our content, <laughs> you can go ahead and share it with somebody. Um, and you can go ahead and reach out. We would genuinely love to hear just your take on it because it's kind of a it's a it's a, it's a topic that a lot of people go back and yeah. forth on. So we would love to hear your take on it and how you see the Old Testament and your relationship with it. I was I was wanting to use teradiddle in there, but I completely forgot what the meaning of teradiddle was. <laughs> what is like it? A, Remind me again. It's like a petty lie. A petty, petty lie. lie. Okay. Yeah. So not, no teradiddles yeah, in the no, comments. No please. teradiddles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we 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 did it. We did the thing. <laughs> there you go. Well, you incorporate it, but you said it wrong at first, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Well, I googled the wrong thing first, so that's uh, that was my bad okay. on two fronts. So oh, we'll forgive you. Yeah. Thank thank you, Austin number two, for that wonderful. Yeah. Uh, colloquial <laughs> colloquial British term. Yeah. But, <laughs> hey, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Peace. Hey, everybody. This is Austin from Figuring It Out with Austin and Spencer, and we release episodes on Thursdays, and we would love to connect with you. You can watch either on YouTube or anywhere that you can download or listen to a podcast. We are on there as well. And we would love to connect with you and figure things out with you. So join us on Thursdays for Figuring It Out with Austin and Spencer.